Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for asking. How is the weather? <laughs> it is uh, nice. It's, oh, what did I say it was last time? 72. It's now 72 degrees since okay. we last recorded last time. Let's Dropped see. Dropped to degree. It's crazy over here. Let's see. Still zero degrees Celsius or 32 Fahrenheit. So pretty cold, but so yeah, it's a good excuse to bundle up with your loved ones when it's this cold. No. Or just bundle up. If you don't have a loved one, that's okay too. Yeah. You know, I think the, I was uh, telling my partner this, but like when I was single, I used to do this thing where I would take the pillow and like part of the blanket and like snuggle up with it because it was just this like, this idea of this like comfort of being like perpendicular or next to someone. So, but now you don't have to do that. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. I, 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 the more I talk about it and the more people say like, Oh, I, I do that sometimes too. Like my, my partner's it must be a normal human, human behavior. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. It's, I think it's sort of like that replication of that feeling, right? Like that Mm -hmm. feeling of, you're you're there with somebody you've got somebody there to make that contentment right yeah um but yeah we're here to talk about gilmore girls and we're here to talk about the 10th episode forgiveness and stuff which was <laughs> like the time for, yeah uh, it was a good episode though i like this one overall <laughs> because yeah, I did it uh you know obviously has a little bit of a tr- well, I guess like mild tragedy, I guess. It's not like, you know, def- definitely tragedy, but, you know. I think it was addressed in a good way that also did not was not overly sad. Yeah. Um, the big thing is. But that, it really had a lot of character development. Hmm? Yeah, there was a lot of character development. What I like about Gilmore Girls as a show is that it takes these moments to bring the characters together, but it also takes that time to flesh the characters out. So right, you have, yeah, you're right. And not every episode is like that, but, you know, you you have these moments where it brings everyone together and almost everybody gets fleshed out. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, so, basically, the gist of the episode is that, you know, as a sort of like a follow-up to the last episode, uh, Lorelai and Emily are not on speaking terms after what happened with Rory and her staying out with Dean. And uh, Rory goes over to a Christmas dinner with uh, Emily and Richard and a few of their friends and uh, Richard falls ill and goes to the hospital and when he goes to the hospital that's when Rory or sorry Lorelai finds out and um, decides to go there but uh, she starts to freak out she starts to you know you can tell she's she isn't quite making sense like I think she says she's like what what is the number for the cab what 800 cabs or you know like she can't quite. Somebody tell me. Sorry. And, and she's like, just somebody tell me. And I like that yeah. Luke was like, everybody leave. Food's on me. Yeah, that's a that's a good friend, right? And also, you know, he's probably alone there too. Um, yeah. But you know, that's I think in times of crisis, you really figure out who your good friends are. It was also pretty funny though. Too, that Taylor was like, "Can we get some hot chocolate?" And he's like, "No, you don't get free hot chocolate." But all it took was, you know. Lorelai needing his help, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you can get the free hot chocolate. I, I thought it was... Yeah, and then just lock up, and that's a small town. It's like, lock up my place. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, no, I thought that was uh, that was great because it kind of shows that as you know, maybe top around the edges, Luke may be. He, he's got his. He has his priorities. You know, he has the people that mm-hmm. matter in his life. And um, yeah, uh, yeah. So essentially, basically. Um, they head over to the hospital and there's a lot of good character development here. Like even when they're driving and Luke says like, I'm not going to go too fast. There's black ice on the road. And Laura like, mm-hmm. I just gives him a, you know, rundown of the situation and where she's at. And he just starts to speed mm-hmm. up. He's, I think he says something like that. Uh, Lamborghini is going to be eating my dust or something like that. So I thought that right. was great. Right. And, um, and also, if she hadn't been disinvited to the holiday gathering, she would not have had this moment with Luke. The reason why I, she was at Luke mm, is because the mother disinvited her. I never thought of that, but that's a great point. Like, yeah, they wouldn't have had that moment had she just gone to the dinner. Wow. Right. I never thought of that. Right. Um... Yeah, and, uh... Yeah, basically... And we, we, get... and we know a little bit about the history... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. We know a little bit about the history of of Luke and his dad from the episode where they had the reenactment group because yeah. he said that you know his dad was buried with a musket and stuff, and um, so you know that there's grief there. Yeah, and I'm assuming he died at that hospital. I I don't you know that reaction where he is really upset when he sees people in the hospital. That's that's a real phenomenon that people go through, and I thought that was a really nice touch to have something that was so common for people to experience and maybe they think that's just them that they get kind of queasy when they see people in the hospital yeah um sometimes related to someone that they love that was sick in the hospital um and dying um sometimes it just happens mm-hmm. but i i really appreciate that they added that because that's that's the reality for a lot of people um 100%. i'm assuming his dad died at the hospital i might be totally wrong and we also figure out why he doesn't like changing anything in the store like you know the thanksgiving episode where he didn't even want to put up thanksgiving decorations yeah. As he told Abby, he said, you know, that my dad's store is, you know, the hardware store. It's just, I turned, I left all the stuff up. I just turned it into a, a restaurant. And then she goes, oh, well, he must be, she said the really nice thing, which is, you know, he must have been, you know, really proud that you did that. And he's like, no, you told me I was being a total fool. And I was, <laughs> I thought that was great. It's like, yeah, the reality is, is like, yeah, you know, he probably would have said, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, so. And also, but too- Emily like, just assumes. Yeah, and even Emily has a bit of a smirk when he says that because I think it's like a moment of honesty between the two of them. And you know, right, maybe Luke yeah, and, uh, maybe Luke and Emily don't need to bond together, but you know, you, you put these That's two characters nice together and they have their moment. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And Jane Lynch is the nurse. Yeah, that was a great little cameo. I'm gonna try to like yeah. s- spot. These. Although I don't know her cameo because I don't know if maybe that was one of her first acting jobs. It was definitely mm-hmm. early on, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like it, and, you know, you could tell it's her clearly. Like, there's no doubt about it. This would no be- doubt that she's much, yeah. Because I think her biggest role... I mean, she was in a few Jed Apatow movies, like, knocked up and all that. Oh, but I think okay. her biggest thing was Glee. And that was after this. Yeah. So this would have just. But been... also, Paladinos have used her in. Um, she's in uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She yeah. has a pretty key role in that. Yeah, I think uh, they they have a bit of a rapport and they get along well. But 
I think it is a cameo because you know, maybe I'm, I'm not spoiling too much when I say this, but she doesn't appear too much else. Like this is the only episode and, that she appears. Okay. In. Yeah. And but, she was also two and a half men as a psychiatrist too. Yeah. So she. I think that was around. Yeah, it would have been around the same time. So she, you know, she she pops up in a few shows, but I think like you know she wasn't really a household name like she is now up until relatively recently. So, um, cool. Uh, yeah. Once they get to the hospital, though, it uh, you know uh, Emily's freaking out, and I think it's Emily's attempts to control the situation in a situation right, that's where. The fear. That's the fear based anger. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting from a mental health standpoint because that's like, this is totally antithetical to who Emily is. Emily is a person who demands control in situations. So when you take her out of that and she doesn't have control, she freaks out. She's lashing out at everybody and it's, it's a mess. Or she just needs to sign up for it. And and Lorelai knows how to handle her. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah sure. and then then you know she actually is complimented by the mother. She's like, "You just got her to go away." Yeah, yeah. So Lorelai knows how to. So my guess is that Lorelai has seen her flip out before. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, no, I thought it was well and, and done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they do like a great little um, moment too of with the uh, the nurse when they're like well you you can go check on my dad or i can go check on my dad and right. you can you, you, do you want to be in this, in this you know yeah. part of the world or do you want to do something else yeah yeah you could tell the woman's like i don't want to be around this emily woman right now, yeah right but it's interesting that lorelei used emily as a <laughs> so it's like you can do the beer here with my mother or you can just go you know do this other thing i was like yeah i'm not gonna right i'm not gonna do that um yeah and uh yeah you get basically you know a bit of everyone kind of bonding together um mm-hmm. emily bonds with lorelei closer to like the end of the episode but you've got like yeah the moment of her with luke i can't remember if rory and emily have much bonding together but i don't i don't think it really is that mm-hmm. Like they had their time together in the party too, so. I was waiting for Rory to to say to the grandmother, uh, "No, she's not at work. She's not sick. You didn't invite her, but I knew she wasn't going to. But I really wanted her to say something." Yeah. Um. Yeah. And the thing about the tie too that she told him, you know, don't take off your tie, where he was probably uncomfortable, right? Because, but you don't know that that's because of his heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, beating herself up about that. And that's such a normal reaction that you're like, well, I should have done this. I should have that. Because you just don't know. Yeah. I thought that was realistic. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, this, this has a lot to do with grief and loss. It does, yeah. I thought, I thought it was done very well. Yeah, it was great that you got the moments between, like, Luke and him dealing with the grief of, like, his dad. who You can tell he's still not over. Like, you could tell he, he responded. Oh, no. I don't think you're ever over that. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, yeah, ends up, uh, Richard pulls through, you know, he's got to eat less red meats and less rich desserts, but and life, what is it, life isn't worth living or what did he say about the steak? There's some, some funny it, thing about something like a life without steak isn't worth living, which I kind of have to agree. I like steak, but <laughs> maybe not every day, you know, maybe once a, once a week at the most, but, um, yeah, and you have the really 
uh, sort of honest uh, thing where Emily kind of, you know, confronts Luke about, uh, you know, him and Lorelai. Oh, I get two years stupid for not getting together, right? Oh, that, I mean, spoilers for my favorite line, but that was my favorite line by a long shot when she just says, oh, you're both idiots. I was like, oh. Right. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, and that leads to my favorite line, which is, you know, where he says, oh, your mom called me an idiot. And Lorelai says, oh, you must have been sucking up, meaning, like, she could have called you so much worse. Yeah. Idiot's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the exact line is, you're idiots, both of you. I thought that was great. Right. Just, right. Oh, yeah. Emily knows so much, and she reads the situation so well. She knows that they're into each other. She has to read a room. Right, right, yeah. right. Because she saw them at the party, right? The Yeah. Yeah, it's a birthday party. Yeah, she was just kind of skulking on in the background, just kind of keeping an eye on things. So, right, and asking if they're on a date. Yeah, like she was hoping. It's it's pretty funny that like Emily knows knows quite well what's going on, and she's just kind of like playing along. Like you can tell for her, she's enjoying this. Like in her mind, it's like yeah, we're just we're following, we're we're seeing what's going to happen just as much as Mm -hmm. Emily is. So. And, and you see the softer side of Emily, too, which is, you know, she's really worried about her husband and doesn't want to talk about any of the paperwork. Now, I would think if they had that much money, they probably would already have had some paperwork and know where it is and everything. Yeah. But the fact that he's telling her, I thought that was kind of interesting that, that they have not talked about that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, but I thought at some point she's going to break down, but nope. No. She did not break down. She was just like, nope, not going to talk about it. Yep. Um, and she did not shed a tear. Nope. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, the scene where, yeah, you know, she's saying, like, you you have to let me die first was pretty good. That's why, you know, yeah. Emily Emily is He's so great in this. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the actor has passed away, I think. The one who the plays guy Richard? That... Yeah. 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 He has, unfortunately. And they address that later on in the show, which is great. But. With the with the newer, or during the actual original run, uh, with the revival, they address it because ah, the revival in okay. the original series. But ah, so, okay, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I do like that they don't recast him or do anything like that. They mm-hmm. they treat. How could you recast him? Yeah, yeah, I don't think you could. No. Um. Yeah, you know, Lorelai gives Luke probably what could be the best gift you could possibly get Luke. Which is a new ball cap. And then puts it on the, the front wing. Like, that's just wrong. <laughs> One of my favorite moments between the two of them was when, you know, she says, like, I don't know if you're going to like it. Like, you can tell she's a little unsure. And he immediately just puts it on. Like, right. no hesitation. He doesn't know what it looks like. He doesn't care. It's just, it came from Lorelai. He's putting it on. I thought that was great. Yeah. It shows yeah. that he he's fond of her, whether it's romantic or not. He he respects and appreciates her. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really yep. cute. It was a nice little yeah, one. yeah, and, um, yeah. So uh, nice little moment afterwards of them looking out onto the onto the process, procession. I think it's yeah. called. Oh, kiss her, kiss her. Yeah, the procession that practices oh, the yeah. procession. While she's still kind of with Max Medina. You know, we've, we've, yeah, where did that go? Kind of dropped off. Yeah, I think we've a lot of people have forgotten about Max Medina, but he's still out there somehow, some way. Hmm, I wonder if we'll see him in the future. Probably. Yeah, yeah. he's still right. 
Uh, we haven't seen. I don't think we've seen the last of Max Medina, for better or for worse. And then um, we had the interchange Dean and um and Lorelai, where Dean, for whatever reason, decides it's a good idea to knock on Rory's window because yeah. you know he he's in such high standing in that home right now. Um, and then then Lorelai's interchange with him was great. Yeah, and I like that he kind of picks up for himself. He did, yeah. And I think, you know, it, it, it sometimes comes across as, like, a little too much. Like, I kind of thought he should have been a little more apologetic, but, you know. Right. It, I think for him it was good right. that he, you know, showed that for himself that he wanted to stand up for what he believed in. Even if right. it might been... Oh, go ahead. Right. No, I get what you're saying. That Yeah, he should have been a little more apologetic. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was... Probably not the best time. <laughs> Should probably have been like, yeah, you're right, you know, but he's also a teenager as well. Lorelai kind of has respect for him kind of standing up for himself. Yeah. It ended with her not, I mean, she wasn't that upset with him at the end. It's interesting, too, because, you know, the the whole thing is like Murray and Lorelai are more friends than mother-daughter. And it's almost like you can tell that Lorelai, in some ways, wants to treat Dean like her daughter's boyfriend, but also at the same time, too, this is her friend's boyfriend as well. And I think that kind of muddles the waters a little bit of she she wants to be stern, but she also wants to be very kind of accepting and easygoing. So. Well, she knows that this guy's going to be in her life, so it does her no good to, you know, completely isolate them because people will find a way to get together and that can make somebody even look more attractive as if the parent doesn't like them. Yeah. So it's interesting because you can tell that, at least to me, Lorelai seems mildly restraining herself. Like, she maybe wants to say or do more, but she's also sort of letting things play out for for Rory's sake, at least. Right. So she is somewhat protective of their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe not, like, fully. Like, I don't think she's ever going to you know, go to Especially on board, right? Dean and say, yeah, Dean, you gotta smarten up. Like, I was thinking, right. like, if, if this was me talking to, like, one of my, like, ex's parents or whatever, you know, they would be a lot harsher than how Lorelai right. was. Or why would you go to the window? I mean, especially if the parents already aren't liking you. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, Dean's not the brightest boy. But he didn't make that uh, Tristan joke, so he gets a pass. <laughs> that makes um, him all good in your eyes. Yeah, he's mildly redeemed. Uh, best performance in this episode. I'm gonna. I said this in the last episode, but it's got to be Emily. Emily for me just really stood yeah. out this episode. You know, she was the wide gambit of emotions that was angry and like calm and cool and all soothing. You bought it. Yeah. You bought it because she did such a good job. Yeah. She's kind of all over the place, but ends up uh, working pretty well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would second that. Um, Worst performance. Oh, boy. I'm trying to think of who I don't know. Performance. I can't think of one. I think it's totally fine, too, if we don't have one. We don't have that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I feel bad doing that because everybody on the show is really good, I think. I think that's what makes part of it you know, run so well. Yeah. And there's, I think there's, we're going to get to some characters later on in the show where definitely it's going to be like, oh yeah, that character's definitely the weakest spot. But this is was an episode I didn't really have any issues with. 
performances. Mm-hmm. I think everyone was great. Right. Um. Uh, favorite reference did you have a favorite reference in this episode um it wasn't a favorite one but i just want to explain to people about when um when emily was at the nurse's station and saying that thing about the sticks and the bamboo sticks and dark pit what she's referring to is um is uh one of the ways that pow's were captured in vietnam mm-hmm. by the Viet Cong. So I there's a so i was like that's a little inappropriate but i could also see Emily saying that because she's so revved up that she would just go to a really inappropriate thing to say. Yeah. Um, just wanted to, that was that reference that she was talking about. Okay. I like uh, Luke's Jimmy Hoffa line of how about Jimmy Hoffa? That'll keep you busy for a while. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, yeah, favorite quote. I think I've already mentioned, but for me, it's uh, you're you're idiots, both of you. By Emily. That was yeah, and then mine is a follow up to it, which is where he says, "Your mom called me to me, and she said, oh, you must have been sucking up again.' <laughs> so, like, like you know, it's not it's not the comment you would expect. Yeah, you think she would say, "Oh, yeah, that's typical," but no, she's saying like, "Oh, hey, you're actually, you know, that's pretty good. You could yeah. have been called so much worse. Could have gone so much worse, especially with Emily." Right. Right, you must have been kissing up that, you know, she only called you an idiot. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's too much behind-the-scenes trivia. Um, yeah. What hospital? I don't know. It did seem like a real hospital, though. It didn't seem like a set. It did. Yeah, it didn't seem like a set. Yeah. And they had the doors decorated for Christmas. I thought that was a nice touch, because that's what hospitals do. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah. A lot of hospitals like put like little decor on the doors and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the scene between her and the father that she's staying there, just looking at him, and yeah, because that is really scary when you see your parent in the hospital. Oh. Um, and she just kind of looking at him like like they seem so small and helpless, kind of, and you know, I, I, she captured that pretty perfectly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Luke was encouraging her to go in because, you know, my, again, my guess is that he's been there with this. Yeah. And he is very, like, you know, it's interesting that, like, he is so strongly opposed to hospitals, but he still went despite his reservations, you know. Right. I mean, again, that's a good friend. Yeah. Maybe more than a friend. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, some people may know. I may know. Right. We'll find out together. Um, but still, but still, for for a friend or romantic interest, that's that's what we do for each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any other mental health observations from this episode? Um. Again, that's that that fear coming out as anger with Emily, and I think you had a really good point that she can't have control over something. She kind of falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely tell she was on a war path. So. Mm-hmm. Where you have to fill out the forms so you can, you know, get permission to see some of it. Just, but she was so blinded with like rage from fear that she didn't even really process that. Mm-hmm. I also I thought that the idea of them having a friend that was there that was a doctor that was taking care of him, I thought that was really realistic too because they would have friends that were doctors that would show up for them. Yeah. Also, just makes they sense would have at their disposal. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you would have someone that could give like personalized healthcare, basically, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was really realistic. Cool. Uh, I think it's time to rate this. What would you give this episode? I give it a nine. Oh, oh my gosh, we're like in sync. 
because I would also oh, yeah. give it a nine. I, I thought it was there you go. This is one of my stronger episodes or stronger mm-hmm. episodes, at least in terms of like, you know, I character development, continuity. Yeah. No, this is yeah, we just did a, follow up in the previous episode. Hmm? It's just a strong episode overall. I really like this mm-hmm. one. So, yeah. And I really like how they address grief and loss. I thought yeah. that was really good. It's a, that was really realistic. it's a real like, testament to the show's quality that like it can balance some serious elements like grief mm-hmm. and stuff like that but also still be entertaining and not in many shows right. can do that you know it's hard to kind of change your tones and be right. serious one moment but also funny and, and comical the next so mm-hmm. I think it's right. part of the reason I still enjoy watching this show because it just balances those elements so well mm-hmm. yeah cool well, people, you can find Steph over at stephaniesarkis.com, which is where she, you can also find links, I'm sure, to Gaslighting the Book on Amazon and then also Talking yep. Brains, your other podcast that you do. Mm-hmm. We're also doing Dress and Love. And I, I think oh, we're, yeah. we're due for one soon. We're, you mm-hmm. know, well, Yay. maybe even maybe even next week. We'll have to talk about it, but I don't want to make okay. any promises, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Okay. And threegrenerds.com is where you can find me. We've got movie reviews and commentaries. There was the one that you did with us for Clueless. That was a whole lot of fun. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, until next time, everybody. Bye for now. Bye, everybody.